Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now, from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Hey everybody, welcome to Barbecue Nation. I am JT, along with my co-host Leanne Whippen and the usual suspects hanging around the uh, Turn It, Don't Burn It studios here in the Portland area. And of course, we're part of the USA Radio Networks now. We'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, Beef the Way Nature Intended. Check them out at PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com. Well, he's a Hall of Fame member. He's an author. He's a barbecue connoisseur. And he's one of the founding members that kind of got all that competition stuff started years ago. Artie Davis, a.k.a. Remus Powers, is joining us today. Hey, Artie. Hey. hey. Good to see you. <laughs> Good to see you. today. I don't have my outfit on. Oh, you're mm-hmm. you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> hey, I wanted to start off with um, how things changed. You were there at the beginning. Uh, Leanne's dad was there at the beginning. Leanne yep. was two when all this started. <laughs> so, um, how how have things changed? Oh golly, it's. A long story and a short story. Uh, well, we got 12 minutes, so you can choose. <laughs> in that you have, once a lot of money entered the picture, you had that, that changed things, became a lot more competitive. Um, I'd, I'd say things have been more complicated in terms of flavor profiles and all that, you know, and I, I'm glad Leanne is here because I give credit to the women cooks for doing a much better job. I think men tend to think if some is good, a lot more is better. And so you see, to me, a lot of over-seasoning. You know, we're, it's a meat contest. It's not a sauce contest. It's not a rub contest. I want to taste the meat. And I one of my peeves is when a cook overdoes it with seasonings so that the, the seasonings overpower the meat. And uh, like, let's take chicken thighs, for example. In the old days, you could taste the meat. Now you're going to get sauce all over you <laughs> because most of the entries will have they'll just be drowned in sauce and if you pick you know you pick it up you have to eat with your hands with barbecue if you don't need a fork you just pick it up with your hands you're just going to get all messy and uh, if you're lucky you might taste the meat mm-hmm. the worst part is it's the first category turned in that's right that's right <laughs> so, so it messes you with your palate up. right off the bat <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah so that's one change, uh, and it didn't take long for that to change. And uh, I don't know. It's uh, what what keeps me going is the people are still the same. 
and I think Leanne would agree. It's it, mm-hmm. it's like a a big family, and uh, you get to know people, and it's like a family reunion when you you go to a contest and you see people you know. And one drawback of being so old in in the system is a lot of those people are gone now. You know, yeah, Jim Tab, which. You know, I, I think of him every day and a lot of the others that are just part of our history. We stand on their shoulders, but uh, we were we miss them. Yeah. So but the fun continues and that's what they would tell us, you know, keep going, go forward, learn, learn sure. something new today, sure. meet someone new. Uh it's it's a good family. I agree with you because there have been a lot of changes in barbecue, but the camaraderie and the, and the family uh, is still there, regardless of us being fierce competitors. We still right. keep that um, touch, you might say, and um, that's 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 a good thing. Yeah, yeah. You won't meet any strangers when barbecue's on the table. You'll you'll have instant friends. Barbecue opens so many doors, regardless of your politics, regardless of anything else. You have that bond that is meaningful and and there to stay. Well, I don't know, Artie. In my family reunions, I always try to to avoid everybody. I I would always make an excuse. Subjects. <laughs> yeah, I would make an excuse to be in Zimbabwe or something that weekend, you know. So I, <laughs> yeah, I just missed it by that much. Um, you were talking about the, the the flavor profiles and stuff. So when you started, was there more of an emphasis because you were at the core group when this started, and so yeah. was there more emphasis? Inf- inf- uh, what am I trying to say? I just said it and my brain went away. Mm-hmm. Uh, emphasis on um, just the rubs and the seasonings without putting sauces on it. I mean, you're the guy that started well, the sauce contest. So, I mean. You had sauces. They were homemade mostly. Um, some Most people will take something from the supermarket and doctor it up. But we, we've had sauces and rubs from the beginning. I, I think it just gets more complicated because there are literally an infinite possibilities with flavors. I mean, That's combinations. True. You could go on forever, for eternity, <laughs> inventing new seasonings with flavor profiles. But my old standby is just pepper and salt. You know, and I would say I put pepper first because... You can overdo it with salt. They're a flavor carrier, and they they carry the flavor of the meat very well. Mm-hmm. You start there. Leanne's the expert, so <laughs> I feel yeah. it. No, you're right. It it does. It starts with salt and pepper. I agree with you 100. Yeah. Um, it, it seems as if just with my uh, recent judging a lot lately uh, that the flavor profile of the sauce is almost um, redundant. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how we break out of that. And and that's has me curious. I mean, is it going to take uh, 10 grand championships by one guy who's doing something different to make a change? It seems like that's the only that's way. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so many judges now love sugar. I mean, you'll notice the people who win have a sweet seasoning on their meat, usually a sweet rub and a sweet sauce. And so all the teams know that. And so I've, I've been known to call it a candy contest instead of mm-hmm. a meat contest sometimes. You, you know, you want to taste the meat. <laughs> right. Right. <clears throat> well, to me, um, if you're doing uh, burnt ends or something just to enjoy, you know, that's, that's okay by me as far as being kind of sweet or whatever, if you want to right. do a different flavor profile. But uh, the few things that I have judged, I've always appreciated when they came in with a profile that wasn't predominantly, um, you know, one of the sauces, one of the, you can always tell, you right. can always tell, even though they've doctored it up, if it comes off yeah. the, the supermarket shelf. And now, you know, I think this is just my opinion, but I think the sauces that a lot of people have come up with, uh, they are so close in flavor mm-hmm. to their competitors. They're very, very close. Uh, I think if you took somebody off the street and did a kind of a blind taste test, you know, you could say, okay, here's six sauces, here's six pieces of chicken. You take a bite out of each one and tell me what's the best one. I think they would have a very hard time just making uh, distinctions between the profiles of the sauces. That's right. that's just me. I get people send me sauces. They're all great. They're all yeah. lovely, you know. And I and I like to try them. I I use most of them. So, um, but I there's really not that much different. So don't right. hate me. Don't people don't hate me for saying that. But it's true. There's not yeah. that much difference in the sauce profile. And one difference from the past to the present, uh, used to, I've judged many times in Memphis in May, that there it's all pork barbecue. I call them hogmatists because they think oh, I love that. the only kind of barbecue is pork barbecue. But back in the early days of Memphis in May, if you judge a whole hog, it would have been flavored with a, a sour, you know, vinegar-based sauce Sure, with some light seasonings. Now they're even using the sweet sauces on the, the hogs. You know, it's, it's 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 all gone to the sweet side. Pork is a sweet meat to begin with. It needs that balance of a, a sour vinegar base to me. I, I like the balance of that instead of more sugar. Oh, you know, I'm a total vinegar base yeah. sauce person. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Oh, wait a minute. You've always been telling me how sweet you are. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what, well, what, we what don't talk sauce. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got some vinegar in me too. Yeah, <laughs> saucy too. <laughs> I'm beginning to see that. I'm beginning (laughs) to see that. Artie, how many uh, competitions do you think you've judged? Oh, golly. I stopped counting. Um, Off the top of my head, more than 300. Wow. Oh, I think it's more Mm. than, way more than that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to... 1984 is when I started the sauce contest. And then 1986, Kansas City Barbecue Society was formed. And it's been fun ever since. You ever get full? Full? Sure. 
I mean, you have to learn to pace yourself when you're judging. People think, oh, it's just a good pig out opportunity. It isn't. If you're not pacing yourself, you're going to regret it when you get to the brisket. So yeah. Even when you taste something that is the best you've ever had or some of the best you've ever had, you want to eat the whole thing, don't do it because you'll get full. We're going to take a break here on Barbecue Nation. We're going to yeah. be back with Hall of Famer Artie Davis right after this. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation here on the USA Radio Networks. I'm JT along with my new newly minted <laughs> um, co-host Leanne Weapon. Uh, if you'd like to con to uh contact us, it's really easy. You just go to our website, which is barbecue nationjt.com. There's a scroll down, you'll see a contact us thing right in the middle of the page. You can send us a note and one of us will respond. We also are on Facebook and Twitter, 30 other social media platforms. So we're out there. We're talking with Artie Davis Hall of Famer, Remus Powers, if you know the history of Artie like that. Um, we talked about it in the first segment already about how things have changed since you guys started KCBS and all that. Um, have there been changes other than the flavor profiles of the meat that you think uh, are really positive on this? Well, more people, uh, we're reaching more people. I, I think the, the, the people who barbecue are in the millions. So we're still taking baby steps because we only have thousands uh, in the barbecue society. I think it's maybe 20,000 members. A lot, a lot of people are attracted to the amazing ribs website that Meathead mm -hmm. runs. Right. And uh, so I'd say we're growing and with growth comes, you know, different personalities and all that. So Back in the day when I was uh, a, a member of the, the board of the Barbecue Society, we would meet in a little office, Gary Wells Insurance Office, and it was a small group. Now the board is bigger and more diverse in terms of geographic locations. So I'm out of that loop now. I, you'd have to talk with one of them to see how, how it is now. But I know we would kick around. Originally, people would, uh, the pork category was anything pork. So people realized that you can just grill the pork tenderloin and get tenderness and flavor and all that. So somebody said, that's too easy. We need to make it harder. So let's do pork butt. And we, I bet we kicked that around for two or three hours and finally decided, yeah, let's go that way. So that's, it's been that way ever since. Mm -hmm. So there's, those changes, uh, I, I'd say in many ways it keeps getting better. And as an old timer, I, I regret the past too. I mean, I, I treasure the past, but uh, life goes on. You know what I appreciate is in your columns that you write, 
which has to be daunting because I remember my dad was doing it for a while. He's like, Oh my gosh, it's like a deadline. Yeah. It's already here. And it yeah. feels like I just wrote and, and you keep your so entertaining yet you still visit with the classics and the past and you incorporate the new, um, do you find that a challenge trying to find subject matter? <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely. I, there's some, some months when I think, what am I going to write about? And yeah. Other times something just comes up. So it would, it's, it, it's fun. If I say, if it stops being fun, I'll stop being, do, stop doing it. Well, I'm, I'm glad you do it. I, I look forward to it every month for sure. Yeah, Thank you. you yeah. I encourage your dad to, you know, he stopped writing and I yeah, said, you need to put your column back in. He said, well, my cat died. And I said, well, you get you need to find a new muse. So very corny humor. But <laughs> yeah, no, but that really kept him going. Yeah. He, the yeah. cat was incorporated a lot <laughs> and uh, I was going to buy him a cat, yeah. <laughs> but he was in yeah. the woods and the bears would eat it. So it's <laughs> <laughs> a sense of humor that I wish I had. I wish he would handle that to me. <laughs> Yeah. My yeah. sense of humor is very corny. So. <laughs> well, no, it's just we're all different. I mean, <laughs> I think some days my sense of humor came from another planet. But um, <laughs> Me it, too. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. You know me well enough now to go, where in the world did that come from? So, but you sit behind a microphone for 30 years doing this stuff. You get pretty abstract. I can tell you that, you know, because mm -hmm. anyway another different story um what's been your favorite thing Artie, about being involved with the start of this society all the things you've judged and i know you're going to say uh, it's the people you meet but okay so and i believe that 100 percent. but let's set that aside other than the people okay. what would be your favorite thing well uh, that you've enjoyed over the years Aside from the people, I, my background in college was philosophy and sociology, and they, they're, they're a good combination. And what I've really enjoyed is introducing some rituals into the barbecue community. The judge's oath. I wrote that when I first uh, did a sauce contest. We adapted it to the meat contest. And now to judge a Kansas City Barbecue Society sanctioned contest, you take the oath as a judge. I, I I love that legacy, knowing that will go on beyond me. Mm -hmm. And at Jack Daniels, we have uh, the magic hickory nuts. It's a ritual. Mm -hmm. Every team has to get a magic hickory nut. And they always say, how do I know if I got the nut? And I say, well, we'll see it on the awards stage Saturday night. And uh, it works. As long as you get every give every team a nut that's going to happen to somebody well that's funny i have a lot of them and it hasn't happened to me <laughs> well, it's the nuts fault because you're great <laughs> and then there's at jack daniels we also burn our regrets on friday night and anyone can mail their regrets in and we put them in this big metal hog that uh, tony stone designed and had it had it built in his welding shop has a metal belly and we dump all the regrets into that hog and the master distiller pours some jack daniels on it and this year we had lexi phillips who the first female assistant master distiller which i love yeah and she also helped 
pour some whiskey on Jasper's regrets. Then we hoisted into a fire at, at the, you know, the audience counts down from 10 to zero. We hoisted into the fire and all the regrets are burned in the fireplace up the chimney. We say from Jasper's belly to God's ear. Uh -huh. And that's a, a, a ritual that I love. Uh, teams have their own rituals before they do a turn in. Some of them will have some gentleman Jack and pass that around. And they have a little thing that they'll say that is, you know, their own kind of magic. They're just all kinds of rituals in, in connection with barbecue. We're going to take another break. We'll be back with Artie Davis and Leanne and I will be right back here on USA Radio Networks right after this. If you're enjoying GT and his show, come check out my podcast, Around the House with Eric G, where we talk home improvement and design right here where you catch this podcast. Head to AroundTheHouseOnline.com. Welcome back to, uh, what is this thing? Oh, yeah. Barbecue Nation here on the USA Radio Networks. So I'm JT along with Leanne Whippen. Today, we're talking with Artie Davis, one of the founders of KCBS, Remus Powers, the Sauce King. He's got all kinds of titles. Uh, we would like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, Beef the Way Your Grandpa Raised, Good Stuff, and also Gunter Wilhelm Knives. Very good quality. Leanne, how are your knives working out? I took them to a comp. Actually, I have a picture of a, um, a comp brisket I cut with them and uh, I'm going to post it. And it, the knives are just spectacular. I mean, they're well crafted. They're beautiful. Um, I, I, one thing I will say, there's a secret new weapon I have and it is their scissors. Yeah. I actually was able to almost surgically cut my chicken with them and it just cut through. It, it was the most amazing thing. Uh, so I, I will be posting that as well. They have some awesome kitchen shears. Yeah. I, I, I mean, first time I picked them up, <clears throat> same thing, spatchcock and a bird and went, hup, hup. wow. <laughs> you know, hup, hup, hup. Yeah, it really was. I mean, it would cut through skin with, unbelievable precision. And I'm not just saying this. I mean, I, I was showing people at the contest too, and they were just in awe. So uh, yeah, that's my new secret weapon. I love it. There you go. Not secret anymore though, dear. No. <laughs> um, Artie, did you, uh, did you compete? I mean, when did you make the transition from kind of guy who likes to compete? And, and I know you started the sauce contest and stuff, but when did you transition away from competing and just on to doing your um, your Remus powers and yeah. being a judge and, and, you know, being an official with KCBS? When did sure. you make those transitions? Good question. You, you know, I'm undefeated because I don't compete. Okay. <laughs> Smart I, man. <laughs> years ago, Team Kansas City went to Memphis in May and I went along with them when I was learning the competition style. I've always cooked from childhood with my dad in Oklahoma. Right. And, uh, but anyway, I, I was a gopher for the three, three different teams in Memphis in May. Stayed up all night tending fires for all three of those teams. It was fun. It was cold right on the Mississippi River. The breeze gets very cold even in May. 
And I decided, you know, this is fun, but it's a lot of work. (laughs) (laughs) Ever since then, I decided, well, uh, you know, I took the judge certification class and became a judge. And judging is fun, too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's my story. I I do cook at home. I I have some ribs on right now. That's awesome. Um, So you've done writing, obviously, author. and do you have any thing down the road coming that you're going to be writing or what, what are your future oh, plans? I wish, I wish. Um, Paul Kirk and Rabbi Mendel uh, Siegel and I have worked on a kosher barbecue book, but hmm. we can't find any publisher who is interested. So right now it's just a labor of love. It's on a rough, rough draft and it's kind of on the back burner. Um, all the books that I've done that have been published, the publisher has come to me and said, why don't you do, you know, first started a pocket guide to Kansas City Barbecue, and that was Fig Out Press locally. And then Dennis Hayes called me from Berkeley, California, 10-speed press. Why don't you do the Great Barbecue Sauce book? So I did that. Then Andrews McMeal locally uh, called and said, how about doing... America's best barbecue and America's best ribs and America's best home style barbecue. And they've all, it's always been the publisher coming to me. I I wrote a book about bean soup before I ever got into publishing. I sent it to 12 different publishers, got 12 nice rejection letters. (laughs) So I've struck out when it comes to me proposing a book, uh, when they come to me, it always, so far, it's, it's worked out, but nobody's been coming to me lately. <laughs> I think publishing has changed, though. I think it's it has. Yeah. It, it's a lot different. So you have to be a big celebrity now, and it used to be if they thought you could sell ten thousand books, they wanted you. Now it must be a lot higher than that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think one of the reasons is is you can go on to Amazon, right, and publish it yourself for pretty insignificant costs. And you can also get them actually printed, but they can do the digital method, Kindle and all that. Right. Maybe that maybe that's something you guys need to look into for that group effort. Because well, we may do that. I don't know. I, I found in terms of publishing, there's a, an organization called the Authors Guild that goes all the way back to Teddy Roosevelt. And the membership is open to anyone who likes to write. And they have a legal department that will review your contracts as a member with no charge. Wow. And they're very uh, savvy to the publishing industry. They're also a good advocate when legislation comes along that affects authors. Hmm. I don't encourage people to go into writing because you won't make a living at it unless you're a big celebrity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's difficult i mean i've i've done that i've written for magazines and uh yeah did my own cookbook and i've done some lots of other stuff and it's it's a tough tough gig as we say to 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 really make it Um, yeah i write because i like to write and i like to share and i don't expect a lot of money from it (laughs) Mm -hmm. well it's it's a good profession to be in if you don't expect a lot of money from it yeah because it's for rewired people. I, I call us rewired instead of retired. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that works for me. 
Yeah. Don't get any ideas there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, okay. Here's a, here's something fun for you, Artie. What's the best competition you've ever been to? Uh, it could be one of the, one of the Jacks, one of the Royals, one of the Memphis and Mays, doesn't matter, but you remember what was one that really, you, when you were driving home, you went, wow, that was great. They've all been, every contest has good memories. The, in Tryon, the one that Leanne's dad started, a lot of good memories there. I met Jerry Jeff Walker, who loves barbecue and, and mm -hmm. Brian Heineken. I got some ribs mm -hmm. for him, and smoked a cigar with him. And that's a good memory. Uh, judging. Myron Mixon at Memphis in May, or no, the National Barbecue Contest in D.C. Uh, judging John Willingham in Memphis in May, that's very memorable. Just it, it would the Jack Daniels, the whole experience there is always memorable. Mm -hmm. it's, it'd be hard to pinpoint one. It's a good question, but it, you ask any barbecue, and they're going to tell you, give you a whole book full of memories. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. And do you have one? Um, well, of course I do, because um, it was at the American Royal when my dad won first place in pork. So, of course, that's going to be memorable for me. Um, but, you know, as you say, there, there's a lot of different things. I mean, the world's in Vegas when I was with my daughter and we took first runner up there. I mean, it, it isn't just about the winning. It's about doing it with you know, my family. And so that's why it stands out predominantly. But uh, I agree. There are so many contests. I'll leave a contest and say, oh, my gosh, that was the best contest I ever went to. And then I'll say it again and then I'll say it yeah, again. So. Right. <laughs> well, in my family, they'd be eating TV dinners if it wasn't for me. So there you go. I mean, that's just a little sidebar story there. But I thought I would throw that in. Yeah, uh, we've got about three minutes before we go to break here, Artie. Do you remember one contest you went to that didn't turn out so well? Like maybe you got stuck in the rain or the mud or the snow oh, or lightning or something? We, you know, Memphis. It always seems to rain seems to follow that contest. We often called it Memphis in mud. <laughs> the the first time I went, that happened, and it, it's. At the end of the contest, when all the fun is over and you're packing up all the stuff and it's still raining and it's muddy, that that stands. That's the first thing that comes to mind when you talk about a contest that uh, wasn't so great. Mm -hmm. the contest was great. The cleanup and you know all that was not so great. <laughs> that's kind of like one of those things when you finally get everything in the car and the truck and. It's still raining and you get you can take off your coat and put it in the back seat and you get in your car and you fire it up and you go like glad, yeah. that's, glad that's over. You know, yeah. And dry out on the way home. <laughs> but you still have good memories about it. Oh sure. Yes. They're always yeah. lots of fun. Leanne, did you ever have one that turned into a train wreck like that with the weather or something? Oh yeah. Up in the, I forget what state it was in. Um, but it was um I got, gosh, I can't remember, but I do remember my trailer. Well, first of all, tents got blown around because there was like tornadic winds and I was actually vending and competing. So my tent went flying and they had a lake and all the tents were going into the lake. But I remember my trailer 
getting stuck in the mud and it's very heavy and they had to get a forklift thing to get it out. And uh, the venue was so adamant about having your things removed by a certain time. So it was like, well, what can I do? I mean, <laughs> you know, and so I, you know, it's dark and raining and, you know, trying to get heavy equipment to move your stuff. That wasn't fun. I do remember that. Yeah. I had a few of those in the horse world, but uh, <laughs> you know, with the horses, I guess you could always hook them up and do a harness and make them pull you out of the mud. But you guys, yep. didn't ha- you guys didn't have that opportunity. There. <laughs> you know, it's uh, one of those things. Um, we are going to take another break here on Barbecue Nation. We're going to come back with Hall of Famer Artie Davis and potential Hall of Famer one of these days, Miss Leanne Whippen. How that? We got a big smile on her face. I'm yeah. rooting for you, kid. I'm rooting okay. for you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll be One back in just years. a couple minutes on the USA Radio Network. Don't go away. Hey, everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back here to Barbecue Nation. Uh, I'm JT, along with Leanne Whippen. And uh, we're talking with Artie Davis, the Hall of Famer today. And, uh, you know, when when somebody's lived a life like you have, Artie, that's so full of not just great memories, but and the people that you've met, but also the influence you've had on people. And you're still having influence on mm-hmm. people through your columns that you write. But that's really a, a life well lived, you know, very fulfilling. It so, is your take on the whole thing though i mean would you change anything oh golly i no i i I encourage everyone to be a lifelong learner never give up your curiosity and your sense of humor right life is not rational you have to accept that it isn't and uh, that's that's why a sense of humor is important um you know, you can look back on your life and you, when you die, you're going to say, I wish I had done this. I wish I had done that. But that means you've lived a good life. You you uh, still have an eye on the future. You're not just you haven't just given up. So. so I, this, everyone has like the bucket list. Uh, I actually right. swore that's to myself right. I would never have a bucket list because it's just <laughs> setting yourself up for failure, not being able to hit everything on it. But uh do you have a bucket list and, and what's at the top of the bucket list? Oh, golly. <laughs> I'd like to go back to the national uh, barbecue contest in D.C. That was fun. I've only been there once. Uh-huh. I'd like to continue with the Jack. I've been trying to get Tom Barker Bowles to come and judge. He judged there one year. It's when I met him. Went to London and had barbecue with him and encouraged him to come back he said he would but then COVID happened and now his mom is going to be queen of England someday so mm. who knows if we'll ever get him back but I I, I write to him we, we keep in touch I'd love that would be on my bucket list to get Tom Parker Bowles back to the Jack yeah he'd be there too Leanne 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you, you know, uh, barbecue, obviously, the contests have expanded internationally. Have you had the pleasure of traveling internationally and judging at all? Not judging. I, uh, our family went to London and that, you know, that's where we met Tom at a barbecue place. He's just a, you know, is a downright nice guy. <laughs> um, I know there's there there was a contest in Ireland that uh, Silky Sullivan and oh, Jim yes. and yep. everybody went to. I haven't been a part of those. I've been in touch with teams from there and at the Jack, you know, the international teams come to the Jack, not last year, but mm-hmm. in previous years. So I've had that connection, but no, my world traveling has just been not for barbecue contests. I've been in different countries, but not not for contests. Well, it's kind of an expensive venture, too. Oh, sure <laughs> <it is. laughs> yeah, cooking is, you know, competing is very expensive. It sure is, especially with the price of meat these days. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. Well, <clears throat> no politics on this show. Remember, we, yeah. we, we, we can get way off in the weeds on this <laughs> and we would all probably agree on everything. But I'm sure our listeners are like, oh, shut up, Tracy. You don't. <laughs> so um, you've been married for a long time already. What does your wife think of all this with you? Well, she tolerates my uh, passion. She's very good about that. And uh, she's, uh, when I first started the sauce contest, she was a good sport about it. She said, you know, our house is too small for something like this. You need to do a fundraiser. So that's how it grew. You know, went to the Prairie Center the next year and then Crown Center for the MS Society. Then the American Royal had the audacity to choose the date of my contest. So I called him and said, what's up? You know, I set my date so it wouldn't conflict with yours. You need to meet with Jack Kay. He was a chair. So I did that for two hours over ribs. And we finally married the two, the sauce contest with the rib, the uh, meat contest. And we called it Diddy Wah Diddy, which was the original sauce contest name. And uh, they called us that for one year. Then they decided Diddy Wah Diddy sounded too serious. Let's call it the American Royal. So it's been the American Royal International Barbecue Sauce and Rub Contest ever since. I didn't even know that. That's awesome. Yeah. That is definitely a piece of history. I was unaware of that. Isn't that 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 an old, um, I can't remember the group. It's almost like do what did he, did he dumb, did he do? This this comes from a Blind Blake song, Diddy Wah Diddy. Okay. Ry Cooter has an album called Paradise and Lunch, and it's on there. And he sings it a lot like Blind Blake. And it, the phrase is, I wish somebody would tell me what Diddy Wah Diddy means. And, you know, in some circles, Diddy Wah Diddy is barbecue heaven. There are a lot of different speculation. Uh, Blind Blake even did a, a song where he, he said, I finally know what Diddy Wah Diddy means. But that's another story. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, you might have to share that with me one yeah. of these days. I, I changed the spelling to the D's instead of T's. He, he spelled it Diddy Why Diddy with T's, and I spell it with uh, D's. So, hmm. well, yeah, that's a story. <laughs> you don't get in trouble on copyright infringement that way, I guess. That's right. <laughs> um, you were going to, this is kind of a standard question, and I think you. I've asked you this before already, but if you were going to, 
advise somebody who wants to get into the competitive side. I mean, we've got almost 100 million people in our population that will do the weekend warrior thing. And we've got Super Bowl coming up and everybody's right. going to be grilling and smoking and all that. But if they wanted to get into the competition, what would Hall of Famer Artie Davis tell them? Well, I would say talk with people who are already in it to, to begin with and work with the team. There, there's a lot of teams are willing to take you in and mentor you. Start there and learn what it's all about. And I, I encourage judges to do that too, because uh, you can't appreciate what's on that in that judging. It should box. be mandatory for the judges. <laughs> it should be mandatory, right? I agree. I'm I'm not saying a word. I think that's good advice. I think that's very good advice. Leanne, I'm going to throw you on the spot here. Get you know. sure. Here you've got one of the Hall of Famers. You've known this man for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. There's something you've always wanted to ask him, but never did. So you have the rib uh, necklace thing, right? Yeah. I, the rib bones. Do you have to, do they ever decay? Do you have to replace the ribs? <laughs> yeah. Some artist friends gave me those, the original ribs. They, they pinned on the, the apron. Now I use uh, magnets because it, it holds better. Mm -hmm. I, I'm at least my fourth set of ribs. Okay. <laughs> Artie Davis, Hall of Famer, um, also known as Remus Powers. Thank you. Artie is going to stick around for after hours. So we have that. And Miss Leanne, you and I uh, will be back uh, next week on Barbecue Nation with some other victim. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that. And for everybody here at the Attorney Del Burton Studios, take care. Have a great week. Have some fun this weekend with the football game. Take care. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Envision Networks and Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.